episode of the realty with double d of course i'm your girl double d and we are streaming live on facebook youtube and tickety talk i'm so excited to be with you all tonight to record a brand new episode and shout out to my homeboy from around the way young nike it, homeboy from around the way in my sakithia voice um shout out to him for that uh nice intro i absolutely love that if y'all like the way he sounds honey make sure you scurry on over to his youtube he is on spotify that is young nike n y k e he's pretty nice with it honey and he did that like like so doggone fast like i asked him for it and he had it done in like a few hours man i'm gonna go ahead and keep it a stack with you i was as happy as a flea on a dog's ass when i got that intro because i needed something that i wouldn't be getting copyrighted violations for and then i also felt like it was just fitting that your girl double d would have this louisiana rapper rapping it you know making it do what it do when he needed to make it do what it do so i'm excited to be with you all tonight to record this brand new episode i hope y'all are as excited as i am to be here with y'all tonight now there has been a lot going on today a lot down the pipeline your girl double d tried to compress everything into um an hour or almost an hour episode and I did the best I could, honey, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit all the points, honey, because I got a whole stack, baby. I got, like, you remember that time when Amy Coney Barrett held up that uh, notebook paper and she didn't have nothing on it? That's not the case here, honey. I got a whole bunch of shit. I got a whole bunch of shit on here, okay? So we're going to make it, but we're going to try to get in as much as we can fit in. I just want to say hello and thank you all for joining me out there, my regulars out there in Facebook, my regulars out here in Tickety Talk and YouTube. I really appreciate y'all. It's this uh, nice lady on youtube that comes and joins every week i just want to say don't want to say her name because i want to put on her spot but i really appreciate you for joining now y'all need to go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat now this first story y'all i forgot to turn off the ice machine y'all heard it i declare honey what a disgrace anywho um this first story that i have for you all with well, the first thing we're gonna of course talk about the uh the tragedy that occurred at UNLV today. I have some updates, the latest that went on in uh, that terrible tragedy. And I just want to give you guys the latest. So y'all, of course, this is not a situation where we're going to be grabbing tea, but um, y'all just sit back and I'll just keep you, uh, tell you guys what's going on. All right. So today in Las Vegas, Nevada, there was a uh, 
a tragedy that occurred at UNLV um, College uh, campus. It is such a tragedy to hear that innocent people once again lost their lives. Um, I, you know, every single time I have to report on something like this, I always get upset. It really makes me upset and it also makes me scared. And um, the next emotion is to to have is anger because yet again, we're sitting and having another uh, mass uh, situation and uh, Congress has yet to act. We're sitting here having um, uh, congressional hearings about social media. Um, that's what they're doing in the uh, in the GQP instead of doing something, uh, trying to do something about uh, gun reform. It's just absolutely uh, tragedy. Um, it's just absolutely tragic. So up in U, uh, up at UNLV Las Vegas, unfortunately, I have to report that three innocent people had their lives lives stolen by a madman. A fourth victim um, fourth victim was shot, but has been reported in stable condition. Um, it's just so very tragic to hear at this time. So again, three people were uh, had their lives stolen from us by a madman and one person was wounded in this shooting on the University of Nevada, Las Vegas campus. Uh, today it occurred, uh, they received the first phone call at around 11.45 a.m. about an active situation uh, outside of Beam Hall. According to reports, this is uh, the business uh, section of the college. And uh, that's where the officers arrived there quite quickly and they were able to extinguish the threat quite quickly. Now, um, during the press conference, he didn't just explicitly say that the, the uh, madman uh, that committed this heinous attack uh, was taken out by the police, but you can kind of gather that from what he said, but he didn't explicitly say, yeah, the police are responsible for it, but they did say that the threat was extinguished when police arrived there on the scene. Um, so I have a little recording from a little video from one of the students that were on the scene to kind of give us a, a, a feel for what was happening on campus when this incident took place. I was looking outside. I was seeing police cars around the other building. And then I see a guy and they push him on the floor and the other police officers were holding a big gun, which I'm assuming was the shooter. And then I saw them throw a guy in a car who I'm assuming was the shooter. And then... I didn't know what was happening, and then boom, I hear rounds of shots. I didn't know if it was coming from police or another person, so I went running after that. And then I was just, I didn't know what was happening after that. I was just hearing gunfire. Okay, and we, and we know that, so we, we're hearing from Metro that uh, a suspect is deceased at this point, so uh, unclear if that person was the shooter, but you certainly saw some activity right there. And, and I'll take a look at them. I mean, what do you think of this happening over at UNLV? It's just, it's weird to have in real life because you see all these school shooting stuff always and I'm like, I kind of knew it was going to happen to me one day, but it's weird for to have it real. It's scary and it's real and it needs to be taken seriously. And it's like, like this is like my actual life, you know, it's crazy. And, and when you heard. So very sad to see that young girl speaking about that when you go to college or go to school or go anywhere for that matter, you don't expect to be running for your life. And then we have members of Congress that don't want to do anything about it. It's just absolutely absurd. So according to the uh, sheriffs, two police officers uh, received minor injuries while searching the campus rooms and buildings uh, for more victims. Uh, during the attack, there was a gathering outside of Beam Hall that included people eating 
and building Lego sets together. He said there could have been more victims if uh, the responding officers had not raced to campus within minutes and engaged in our in the uh, engaged the the madman in uh, made contact with him. So I have um, an announcement from the sheriff that I wanted you guys to hear so you can validate the things that I'm saying. Good evening. Thanks for coming. My name is Kevin McMahill, and I'm the sheriff of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. First, I would like to reiterate to all of you that there is no more ongoing threat to our community here in Las Vegas. I also like to tell you that we do know the identity of the suspect in this case, but I will not be releasing his name tonight until after the next of kin notification. As you all know, of course, this is a tragic day for all of us in Southern Nevada. And at approximately 11.45 a.m., LVMPD dispatch received reports of an active shooter at the UNLV campus. UNL campus, UNLV campus police responded to the scene and engaged the suspect immediately right outside of Beam Hall. LVMPD officers also responded simultaneously. I can tell you today, three of the victims are confirmed deceased. There is a fourth victim who suffered a gunshot wound and is now currently in Sunrise Hospital, upgraded to stable condition. In addition to that, there were four additional people who were transported from the scene to nearby hospitals suffering from panic attacks. Two of our officers were treated at UMC for minor injuries, which were received while searching the vast rooms and buildings for victims at UNLV. Our hearts go out to the entire UNLV community. No student should have to fear pursuing their dreams on the college campus. What happened today is a heinous, unforgivable crime, but I want y'all to know something. It's a crime that we train for each and every day. When there is an active shooter threat, the men and women of the Southern Nevada first responder community, police, fire, and EMS come together to respond quickly and decisively with zero hesitation. Within minutes, both on and off duty responders race to the campus to prevent further loss of life. All right, so we heard from uh, Sheriff Kevin McMahill. McMahill. Meek Mayhill. <laughs> I got it. Meek Mayhill heard from him um, regarding they will not be releasing the name of the suspect until the next of kin has been notified. And that's not just for the uh, madman that committed the uh, heinous act. That is also for the victims. They have to uh, notify all the victims, uh, families of this uh, terrible, terrible uh, tragedy. And then this is a college campus. So this may be people in other uh, cities and states. And uh, I mean, it could be anywhere. So we do have to respect that. So, but I did hear from two sources that these, um, that the man, man, a madman is a white male um, in his sixties. So according to the Sunrise Hospital Trauma Center, um, they received three patients from this incident um, and then one, again, has been listed in stable condition. A re reunification center for families unable to contact their loved ones was opened at the campus North Hall. Clark County Fire uh, Chief said uh, that afternoon, 
uh, this afternoon, a federal law enforcement uh, official told CBS News that the FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives were responding and offering assistance with the investigation, along with the Metropolitan Police. Now, UNLV will remain closed for the remainder of the week and additional determinations will be made about whether it will re reopen on Monday. That's according to the University Police Chief Adam Garcia. Uh, the threat has been extinguished, uh, extinguished at this time. Um, so uh, the stay in um, place order has been lifted. Of course, here at the Black Hero News, I'm sending my condolences out to the families of the victims who uh, were lost. I'm sending my love and um, just uh, positive vibes out to the the university as well as Las Vegas as a whole. Again, I'll remind you when a situation like this occurs, it not only affects the victims and their families, but the entire community have to heal. And I mean, this is this is PTSD and all sort of things that we have to deal with in these situations. And again, all we can do is. Uh, Unfortunately, send thoughts and prayers, send monetary donations if we can, and then uh, encourage Congress to uh, and on our state and local level as well to do something about these situations, these weapons getting into the hands of uh, people who shouldn't have them, the mentally ill or um, people who are a threat to themselves or others. All right, players, we're going to go ahead and move on again. Here at the Black Hewitt News, I send my condolences out to the families of the victims and my love and positive vibes to the entire community of Las Vegas as a whole. All right, players, y'all grab y'all tea, have a seat. Let's get into the next story. Ah, uh, players, players, players. Jim Jordan, jo James Comer, I'm calling him Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs Comer. And this thing with Hunter Biden, I declare, honey, what a disgrace. Now, I really didn't think I was going to be talking about them anymore this week, considering the fact that they've been holding here, like Jim Jordan, who is the uh, House Judiciary Chair, he's been holding hearings on social media. I really didn't think I would be speaking uh, uh, speaking uh, about him anymore. And then James Comer, I really didn't think I was going to be speaking about him when he put his foot in his mouth earlier this week and got punked because he came down there talking about President Biden had received his portion of one, uh, $24 million in $1,300 payments. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. <laughs> But baby, Jim Jordan and James Cormer, they are not stopping, honey. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, he didn't get enough of putting his foot in his mouth. So he is going ahead and reaching for the stars again. Now, the Magamites and the Frumpet Dump Tank Sniffers are pissed to the highest level of festivity at this new, uh, at this thing that these two are doing. Now, as we know, uh, Hunter Biden was subpoenaed by the, uh, by their committee, um, by the oversight committee. He was subpoenaed to come in and testify and um, Hunter Biden agreed. Now, the only um, stipulation that he had for this is that he got an opportunity to testify in public because he didn't want his words to be twisted like he has seen um, how, how his attorneys and he has seen and we all have seen them do time and time again. So he asked to testify in public. Well, baby, the day the same day that uh, Hunter Biden's lawyer sent that letter saying that he would testify before them, but he would do it in public. Baby, James Cormer tried to backpedal and pussy pop out 
side of it saying that he didn't want that to go down. So uh, now they are threatening to actually subpoena, uh, actually uh, uh, hold Hunter Biden in contempt. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes, 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 honey. It's true. House Republicans are threatening to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress if he does not appear before a scheduled closed door deposition next week as a part of a subpoena. Now, the threat from the House Oversight and Accountability Committee uh, chair. Now, this threat comes from um, House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chair James Cormer and House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan. Um, and it, it it comes as legal counsel for Hunter Biden has said once again and sent another letter uh, saying that Hunter Biden is willing to sit for a public uh, hearing. Now, in this letter, she said, contrary to assertions in your letter, there is no uh, now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all, I'm going too fast. Um, a letter from Jim Jordan to uh, Hunter Biden's attorney says, contrary to your assertions in your letter, there is no choice for Mr. Biden to make. The subpoenas compel him to appear before deposition on December 13th. If Mr. Biden does not appear for deposition on December 13th, the committee will initiate contempt of Congress proceedings. The letter represents an escalation of the battle between the House GQP and Biden as a uh, J cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and Jim Jordan speed up their final stages of the multi-pronged impeachment inquiry pro, uh, probe into President, President Biden, which is set for a formal vote next week. Now, of course, we go, we can count on our homeboy from around the way. Uh, thanks to Sakithia for that uh, saying, honey. Representative uh, Jamie Raskin is going to give us one, honey. He actually took a swipe at the House GQP uh, threat by referencing the fact that Jim Jordan refused to comply with the subpoena from the January 6th Select Committee in last Democratic-controlled Congress. Um, in a post on Twitter, Representative Jamie Raskin said, Hunter Biden will answer questions under oath in front of the world, but unless he testifies in secret so he can be misquoted, uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs will hold him in contempt. What a joke. Jim Jordan blew off his subpoena uh, Jane Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs doesn't want the truth and can't handle the truth. I declare, honey. You better give him one, Jim. You better give him one, Jamie Raskin. <laughs> you know, the you know, the House GQP is read damn ridiculous and a hot boo-boo shitty mess. They are literally magonized. I mean, if this man wants to testify. In public, go ahead and let him testify in public. But Cuckoo for Cocoa Puff says that he doesn't want him to testify in public because they only have him for three. They only have Hunter Biden for three hours. And uh, everybody in the committee actually gets five minutes and he don't want all the yelling and acting out by the Democrats and all this kind of stuff. But last time I checked, it was the GQP who was trying to fight somebody at the committee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, 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 Eddie. It's true. That was a Republican that stood up to fight a witness during a committee hearing. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. And Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs actually called somebody a smurf. So don't be trying to talk about decorum, honey. You just don't want Hunter Biden to testify in public because you know that it's going to blow the top out of this bullshit impeachment inquiry. That's exactly why they're doing this. It's ridiculous and a hot boo-boo shitty mess, but I expect nothing more from the magonized 
Republican GQP. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat. Let's get into this next story, honey. Baby, you know we got to talk a little bit, and I ain't going to stay long, about Kevin McCarthy. Oh, Kevin, 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 I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So earlier today, we know that Kevin McCarthy actually broke the internet, honey. And what I mean by that is that he broke the Wall Street Journal because when I went to read his op-ed that said that he was uh, leaving Congress, it actually had a 404 error. I wasn't able to read it. I actually had to source the uh, the op-ed from other uh, uh, articles so that I could uh, go ahead and do my report on it. So that's what I mean by breaking the internet. It was a 404 error. That means that everybody was trying to read his little funky ass exit from Congress. Now, I'm, I, there's not anybody that is uh, not at least not on the dim side that is sad to see Kevin McCarthy go. Um, the Republicans, they shot themselves in the foot in this situation, and now they're going to have to reap the benefits of that, which is one of those benefits is having a super, super duper slim majority because we have several Republicans that are leaving or are not seeking reelection. Uh, we have Bill Johnson, who uh, is a Republican, and he's leaving to become the president of the Youngstown State University uh Youngstown State University. So he's supposed to be leaving by March 15th. Now, um, he's doing this because he says he loves it. Now, he might be doing it because he doesn't want to comply with the Magamites and also because he'll be making $417,000 a year versus the $174,000 that he'll be making in Congress. Now, we also have Patrick McHenry who said that he's not seeking re-election re after his term. And then, of course, we know uh, George, I'm just a boy in dress, Santos got kicked out, honey. They told him to you know what they told him? Baby, they told him what I love to tell uh, people when they come over my house to stay too long. Get. Get the stepping. <laughs> they told him to get his shit and get out, honey. So um, that will leave them with a just a one seat majority. If I'm tabulating that correctly, and I did. Look at other places, and that's what they had it in, with a slim one-seat majority. Now, if Georgia just aborted Dress Santos' seat in New York is filled with a Democrat and not a Republican, baby, it's going to be a shit show on wheels going into uh, in 2024 for them. Now, George Santos' uh, special election has already been set. I believe uh, Governor Hochul has set it for uh, February. So Kevin McCarthy, he comes out and makes this bombshell uh, uh uh, exit from Congress, doing it in a cowardly way, uh, not taking any questions. He actually did it. Um, he did it uh, in an op-ed. But it's very interesting because Kevin McCarthy made a complete about face because just last month, this is what he had to say when he was asked if he was leaving Congress. You're not resigning? No, I'm not resigning. So you'll stay the entire term? I'm staying. So don't worry. I got a lot you think you're not running for re-election? Yes, you will run, or you yes, you're thinking about running. We're going to keep the majority. Baby, he said that he was not leaving, honey. They asked him just last, um, in October, I believe the date was on October 6th, and he said he wasn't leaving. He always said that he was not a quitter and that he was staying uh, so that he could fight for the American people, and now he's leaving uh, 
for whatever his reasons may be. Now, there's been some allegations. I'll give you a couple of them. One of them uh, said on Facebook, um, asked me this question, and I thought it was a very poignant and uh, and, and, and good question. Asked me was, uh, did did they, do I believe that Kevin McCarthy is leaving to become a part of Frumpy Dump's transition team if he was to uh, become president again? Now, my problem with that is Kevin McCarthy will be stupid to the highest level of stupidness if he was to do something like that, considering what uh, Frumpy to the motherfucking dumps uh, transition team did when he left Congress. I mean, he stole all those classified documents. Why would you want to help him back in? And then also, uh, Kevin McCarthy, I mean, Frumpy to the motherfucking dump hasn't said a peep about Kevin McCarthy leaving Congress. So I find that very hard to believe if he would be leaving to do anything with Frumpy Dump. In my opinion, I feel like this is a way for him to separate himself from uh, the Magamites and the Frumpy Dump tank sniffers. A lot of these uh, senior uh, uh, Republicans that are stark conservatives, and what I mean by that is these conservatives that don't believe in abortions, these conservatives that... Uh, uh, you know, uh, push the non-socialist agenda and try to get rid of Medicaid and Medicare and stuff like that. These are the Republicans that are we find that we're finding that are leaving. Now, don't get me wrong. The Magamites are still those Republicans, but they are those Republicans to the 10th degree. Um, they are all about the dictator frumpy to the motherfucking dump, doing whatever they can to get frumpy dump elected. But we have some these older Republicans like the Liz Cheney's and the uh, Kevin McCarthy's and the Mitt Romney's and stuff like that, who are stark Republicans who really just want to do the, the, of course, the work that we don't want them to do, but they want to just stick to that. They don't want to be on this MAGA agenda where they're spending uh, so much time having House oversight uh, hearings about uh, social media being stunning and uh, your, your social media presence not being uh, what you want it to be and uh, about Hunter Biden's laptop and all this kind of stuff. These are the Republicans that are moving out of Congress and they're making uh, room for these uh, magamites like the uh, Marjorie to the musty to the must pop Marjorie's, the privileged perverts, uh, the Lauren Bobbleheads, the, the people like that. So Kevin McCarthy may just want to move away from the Republican strict strict MAGA regime. Now, speaking uh, of Matt Gates, who is partly responsible for this, because in my opinion, Kevin McCarthy never recovered from being ousted from the uh, House Speakership. He's in Congress for 16 years. That is the absolute dream. And um, he got kicked out of it. And, and it was because of the privileged pervert. And this is what he had to say on his podcast. I don't know anyone else who would just say, well, if I can't run the place, I'm going to leave. Nancy Pelosi, for all her flaws, and there are many, she at least stuck around. She didn't hurt her team by saying, well, if I can't be the quarterback, I'm just going to take the ball and go home. That seems to be what we're getting from Kevin McCarthy. This is not an act of patriotism or moving on to the next fight. It is an act of abject selfishness, and it is revealing that if Kevin McCarthy can't swing the gavel and be in charge and make the decisions that he's not willing to be a team player. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So I'm guessing that um, the privileged pervert is willing to step up and lead the party. Oh, my God. If that happens, we are in trouble deep, honey. We already got to deal with MAGA Mike Johnson. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So um, listen to the must pot Marjorie is pissed to the highest level of pissed A lot of those MAGA Republicans are mad 
at Kevin McCarthy for abandoning the MAGA regime. But I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. There really wasn't much for Kevin McCarthy to do. He doesn't have the influence that he did have before. And that is, it, it, contrary to what the MAGA Republicans may think, that is actually not good for them. Kevin McCarthy was actually, I mean, I hate to say it, even though he he really embarrassed himself and really messed up by following, trying to follow behind Frumpy to the motherfucking dump. He really screwed himself up uh, like Lindsay to Lindsay, uh, loose booty Graham. He screwed himself up in that same way. But Kevin McCarthy was somebody that they needed on the Republican side, especially for foreign policy and things like that. And they don't have that anymore. So who they going to look to now for foreign policy? Uh, Lauren Bobblehead, the privileged pervert. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. All right, players. So put your thoughts in the comments. Let me know what you're thinking about that, honey. We're going to grab our tea and have a seat because we got to move on to this shit show that is Bridget and Christian Ziegler, Moms for Liberty and the uh, Florida GQP chairman. All right, players. So we've got to move on, honey. We've got to grab this tea and we've got to talk about Moms for Liberty, Bridget Ziegler and her husband, Christian Ziegler, and they menage three, honey. Baby, they say they was kicking it in peeving, but this is not a good look for Bridget. In fact, it makes her look like a hypocrite to the highest level of hypocriteness because she was one of the ones leading the charge again with the don't say gay bill and trying to get people uh, fired from their jobs or removed from their positions if they were gay or uh, there was a situation where a gay movie was at, well, it wasn't a gay movie, it was a cartoon that had a gay character in it and she actually was leaving the charge to get this teacher fired that actually showed that movie in a florida school and that's the same thing with uh christian ziegler he's one of the ones that championed the don't say gay bill um banning of the books things like that these both these two both have been leading that charge but it's highly hypocritical of them that they would be doing this but in their bedroom they have a menage a threes i declare honey what a disgrace. Come on now, dog. Come on, man. So, baby, the people from Moms for Liberty, they are pissed to the highest level of pissivity, honey, and they feel... We have been have... hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. <laughs> they feel like they have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and led astray by... Bridget Ziegler, because like I said, she was championing all these things. But according to uh, reports in that complaint, honey, she was engaging in, some, in a menage a three. So let me give you a little bit of a backstory. I did a video about this, but I will tell you that uh, there is an investigation into Christian Ziegler, Bridget Ziegler's husband, um, who is the uh, chairman of the Florida GQP. Now, this is an uh, allegation of grape. Uh, by someone that had been in a long relationship with Bridget Ziegler and Christian uh, Ziegler, had been in a long relationship with the Zieglers, and they were uh, having the menage threes. And according to uh, the complaint, uh, Christian, uh, well, according to the affidavit, according to the affidavit, Christian Ziegler contacted uh, the female 
excuse me, one of his female friends about having Uchikuchi La 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 with him and his wife on October 2nd. But the woman learned that Bridget wouldn't be able to join the meeting. So she informed him that she wasn't interested via text. Um, uh, she said, uh, the lady said in the text, sorry, I was mostly in it for her. Uh, the woman says that Christian Ziegler then showed up to her house and uh, uh, took advantage of her in the worst way. So now this is being investigated by the uh, police department. And that's what brought this to light. So now everybody's looking at Christian Ziegler like he needs to resign. And also people want uh, Bridget to resign from the Sarasota uh, school board. And it looks like they are pushing for her to resign from Moms for Liberty now. Uh, uh, it, but it looks like she has uh, departed from that role because she has been completely erased from the website, honey. So Moms for Liberty co-founder Bridget Ziegler appear, appears to have de uh, departed her role at the, at the Conservative Leadership Institute, which removed her name from the website in the wake of that Menage 3 scandal and a criminal probe into her husband. On Wednesday, political news website Florida's Voice reported that Bridget Ziegler has st stepped down. Ziegler and the Leadership Institute did not respond to requests for comment, uh, but the organization's website lists a new activity director of its school board leadership program where Ziegler's name was previously listed, according to the archived version of the site. The move comes just days after local journalists revealed that the Sarasota Police Department was investigating allegations that her husband, Christian Ziegler, took advantage of a woman in the worst way with whom the couple had been having a menage a three with. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. <laughs> so Bridget Ziegler and Christian Ziegler are yet to have, uh, have yet to step up and make any, uh, deny anything. They haven't, uh, the, uh, they spoke through their attorney and he has denied all claims saying that uh, he did not do this and that uh, everything he, he will be clear. Now, Ron DeSantis has come out and said that Christian Ziegler should step down from his role as the Florida chair. But as of right now, he has not done that. They have seized his cellular devices. Um, a lot of this information has become available online and he is still not going to step down, honey. I don't know if this is going to be a uh, run that's not run that said this, but a George, I'm just a born address Santo situation or what. But baby, it's ridiculous and a hot boo boo shitty mess. But I'm gonna go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I'm here for it all. All right, players, go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat. I'm always here for it when a hypocrite uh <laughs> gets outed. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea, have a seat. Let's get into this next terrible terrible story i have some updates on the story i brought y'all yesterday um on uh, michael washington the black man in alabama that uh was tased by the police officer all right players so yesterday i brought you guys the terrible uh story of the uh black a 24 year old black man by the name of micah washington in uh reform alabama that was tased uh while complying with a police officer she was uh saying expletives uh telling him to shut the f up and um call him a bitch ass and all that 
I wasn't supposed to say that, Lord Jesus. Anyway, um, I called him out his name and stuff like that. Uh, I brought you guys that story yesterday. Now, I told you guys that uh, Micah had been charged with obstruction of governmental operations, resisting arrest, marijuana possession, uh, drug trafficking, and being an ex-felon in possession of a gun. Now, there is some information that has come out from... Um, from Micah's attorney that is very interesting and it makes it look like, look like the reform, reform police department was uh, doing some cover-up stuff. They was on some BS. It's really damn ridiculous and a hot boo shitty man. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys the video. Uh, started off with that of this uh, police officer. She hasn't been identified by the reform police department as uh she hasn't been identified by the reform police department however comma um of course the internet streets are savage and they uh went ahead and identified her as dana elmore and i am confident enough to say uh that this is dana elmore so y'all take a look at this video and uh trigger warning before we play it and i'm probably going to stop it midway uh because i don't i don't want to get in trouble for playing the, the playing parts of it Right there on the front of the car. Stay straight. I don't got, I ain't doing shit, bro. I got gun right there. I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm saying, what you saying? Oh, yeah, bro. I'm not, oh, my God. All right, players. So she did uh, a tase him uh, for a while. It looks like in the spine of uh, in his spine, she tased him there. And then, as you saw, he was complying, doing whatever she asked him to do. Now, um, when this initially came out, everybody was confused about what went on and what led up to the um, actual tasing. Now, um, well, not what led up to this officer even stopping. Now, we heard from the girlfriend. I told you guys about that in the video yesterday, that the girlfriend said that he was changing a flat tire. And that's the and the police officer, Dana Elmore. She just stopped and started asking them questions. And um, we got a little bit more context into what made her get out of the car. This came from the um came from the uh, from his attorney so according according to the attorney micah and his brother and his girlfriend got a flat they were on the side of the road um trying to change the flat the brother and micah were on the side of the road trying to change it she pulled up behind them and asked him for his identification in which he refused to give her his identification he said what do i need to give you my identification for if i am just changing a flat tire like what's going on they said that uh micah pulled out his cell phone this according to the attorney uh, Micah pulled out his cell phone to record uh, Dana. He stood up, pulled out his cell phone to record. At that point, she got out the car and told him to get on the ground. He did not uh, get to record. At that point, the video that we see, uh, that's not body camera footage like I told y'all yesterday. That's actually footage from the brother recording the exchange between her and the police, uh, uh, between Micah and the police officer. We saw what transpired after that. So like I told you, Michael was charged with obstructing governmental operations, resisting arrest, marijuana possession, drug trafficking, and being an ex-felon in possession of a firearm. Now, the first thing that the attorney said that Micah is not a felon, okay? He was in possession of a firearm, but he is not a felon. So why did they put that on there? I don't know. But uh, the attorney is alleging that Micah 
is not a felon. He was being held as of yesterday on a $505,000 bond because of all these charges. Um, also, y'all know he's got uh, obstructing governmental operation, resisting arrest. That is in relation to the encounter that he had with Dana Elmore. They also charged him with marijuana uh, possession and drug trafficking. Now, according to um, these charges, uh, they gave him a, a, a F trafficking charge. If somebody could put that in the comments, y'all know what the big F is, an F trafficking charge against, against him. Uh, they're saying that they found some F, the big F, in the vehicle. Now, uh, today, those charges, I mean, yesterday, those charges were actually dropped um, by the uh, state's attorney. The state's attorney filed a motion stating that um, they wanted to drop that charge. It was actually uh, dismissed, um, but he still has the three additional charges. Now, they stated that they wanted to try, uh, drop the charges because the, the big F was tested and it did not test positive for the big F. However, they said that before the arrest was made, this is according to the motion, before the arrest was made, the big F was tested and it tested positive for fentanyl. But then they want to backpedal and push a pop out of it and say, oh, we tested it again and it wasn't positive for fentanyl. So they, well, shh, said it anyway the big f so yes so they dropped that charge um dana elmore has been pay placed on paid the the customary pay uh administrative leave pending investigation and the uh reform police department stated that they have turned this over to the um the uh alabama alabama bureau of investigation um so uh but for micah he has been released from the pickens county jail um, he posted on his girlfriend's Facebook page and let me take this picture off. Cause I wanted to show y'all a nice picture of Micah. Um, um, he posted on his girlfriend's Facebook page. Thanks for the love and support. He really appreciated it. And he's just happy to be free. Now his attorney stated that they plan to file a $20 million lawsuit on behalf of Michael Washington. He said in a statement, these occurrences of excessive force happen every day. Fortunately, this one was caught on film. We will not stop until we clear Micah's name and hold all responsible parties accountable. In addition to the abuse of force, we have evidence of false criminal charges were created against Micah. All right, players, I hope that uh, they, they get that 20 million and I hope that uh, that that uh, something occurs as far as them placing false charges against Mike. If he's not a felon, how did he get a fe uh, a felon charge? And if he it, what was the purpose for the police officer to demand his I.D.? What was the reason he was on the side of the road changing the tire? You just look, he just felt suspicious. This is a, a stop and frisk state. So I'm not sure what was going on there, but Dana Elmore, she needs to lose her job, lose her job expeditiously and never be able to work in law enforcement again. She obviously was on a power trip and she really sounded like she enjoyed what she was doing. And uh, people online have been calling her hatchet face from, um, from Crybaby, it's a better nickname than I have ever came up with. So the next time we talk about her, I don't care what y'all say. Y'all can get mad at me all you want. I will be calling her Hatchet Face. All right, players, put your thoughts in the comments. Let me know what you're thinking. We're going to move on to the next story because the name of this episode is Surviving Diddy. Um, whoever put that mad face on my thing, I don't care about you getting mad. I'm calling her Hatchet Face. I said what I said. Uh, <laughs> um, 
the name of this episode is Surviving Diddy. So we, of course, got to go visit Diddy for just a little bit because we got 50 Cent being petty as hell, as he always is. Grab your tea. Have a seat. Let's get into the next one. All right, players. So the name of this episode is Surviving Diddy, allegedly, in parentheses, because I can't confirm any of these claims. I w- I've never had any dealings with Diddy. I ain't never been around a man, so I can't confirm nor deny any of these claims. But we're going to call it Surviving Diddy, allegedly, because, baby, it's been, it's been going down in New York City for Diddy, baby. Five lawsuits filed against him. Hunty. Baby, his his reputation, no matter if he's able to pop uh, backpedal and pussy pop out of these other lawsuits, baby, his reputation is shot at this point. I just don't know if there's any coming back from this. Honey. It is ridiculous and a hot boo-boo shitty mess. So just briefly, of course, we know Cassie, she filed the uh, lawsuit against Diddy. Uh, stating that he uh, took advantage of her in the worst way, uh, um, abused her and all of these things. And then we had, a uh, he settled the lawsuit the very next day. Uh, according to reports that, well, according to the lawsuit, uh, Cassie's attorneys were very, very savvy because they filed their lawsuit against Diddy as well as his corporations. So that would maybe... And I'm going to say maybe because I don't know for a fact why the lawsuit was settled so quickly because of insurance. I'm not sure. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. I'm just telling you what the Internet streets are saying. Um, so he settled that lawsuit the next day. Not sure how close he got to that 30 million, but hunted. It must have been pretty close, honey, because Cassie ain't saying nothing, baby. She going off living her best life with her man, her kids. OK, so. Um, then on um, Thanksgiving, there were an additional lawsuits filed against uh, Diddy with some more allegations against him. And uh, I believe it was Aaron Hall, some more allegations there. And then we had another lawsuit filed today where it was an alleged 17-year-old that was uh, involved with Diddy and hit the president, uh, allegedly involved with Diddy and the president of uh, Bad Boy Records. Uh, she stated that in the lawsuit, she stated that uh, she was at a lounge. She was 17 in the 11th grade at the time with some friends. Uh, she met Harv, uh, Herve, and I could be saying his name wrong, Pierre, Herve, Pierre, whatever. That was the president of Bad Boy Records at that uh, lounge. He uh, invited her back to Diddy's, uh, well, convinced her is the words that she used in the lawsuit, convinced her to go back to Diddy's. Uh, studio. So they took a private jet. Before taking the private jet, though, she alleges that Herb took advantage of her and also sniffed some of that. Uh, oh, sniffed some of that crack. It ain't no other way I can say that. Took some of that, smoked some crack. Said he smoked some crack, and then when they went back to uh, Diddy's studio, uh, they said that she said she alleges that Diddy took advantage of her as well as other associates that were there. They said that they, they, the big GR really did. Somebody can put that in the comments if they want to, if they know what the big GR is, they big GR, the girl, that's what she said. And so, um, she also provided some tangible evidence, which we haven't seen in any of these other lawsuits, which was some pictures to prove that she was with Diddy. There was a photo of her on Diddy's lap 
and also uh, some pictures of what appears to be uh, Diddy's studio or something that looks like it. I'm not sure if that's Diddy's studio. I'm just saying that's what it appears in the photos. So she is uh, seeking financial compensation for that. So Diddy came out and made a statement today, honey, on loose leaf paper and said enough is enough for the last couple of weeks. I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for the truth. Sean Diddy Combs. I see he took the love out for that, but I digress, honey. So Diddy is denied all of the allegations, including the ones where he settled with uh, Cassie. So a lot of people have been giving him the side eye saying, Diddy, you're looking guilty as you're looking, hey, I got to play it, child. Y'all know I got to, oh, not that one. Where is it? Come on now. Don't do me like that. Don't leave me hanging while I need, I need to see 50 Cent. I need to see him. Where is he at? There he is. He did that shit. Guilty. He did that shit. <laughs> Get this. They said the internet streets are saying that he did that shit. He guilty as fuck because he settled that with Cassie. And also, there's been a lot of questionable behavior from Diddy over the years. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. Ever since I seen Diddy on Making Other Band and the way he treated the people on Making Other Band, I have always given him the side eye. It's always been something very suspicious about Diddy. Again, I am not confirming nor denying or alleging that Diddy did any of these things. I am just saying that, I mean, the way he act on that show, Baby, you can't tell me it, it, it ain't something something is, is weird about him. Now, he's got several people speaking out against him. He's got uh his former bodyguard coming out, alleging things, saying that those things happened with Cassie. Um, but there's another thing that's coming up, and we got to bring up the pettiest king of the mall, honey. We have 50 Cent, honey. On Wednesday, a representative for 50 Cent confirmed to TMZ that he is working on a documentary about Diddy and that all of the proceeds from that forthcoming documentary would benefit victims of SA. In conjunction with this announcement, 56 reportedly also shared a forthcoming clip from the doc. The clip report reportedly features an interview with former bad boy artist Mark Curry. Um, now, I've seen the clip. I can't play it here because I could get a copyright, but um, I saw it. And uh, he was saying some stuff about Diddy saying that he would go. Mark Curry was saying that Diddy would be answering the door in his hotel room with no clothes on, uh, said that people felt like it was a test for him to do that. Because if you come on in with a man that ain't got no clothes on, then you might be up for the, you know, the pokey -okey. But if you uh, if you go ahead and turn away like he did, then you know then obviously you're not up for them they said that diddy he said that uh diddy uh had kim porter's phone tapped uh, her house tapped and that isn't the first time that that's being said so um yeah so 50 cent is again developing a documentary about diddy among the hip-hop moguls uh sa allegations uh, according to page six uh 56 g unit films and television company is working on this documentary about Diddy and the shocking allegations of abuse by his ex-girlfriend, Cassie, and others. Details about the project have not been released, but Fifth hopped on Instagram account, on his Instagram account to confirm that the documentary is in the works, and um, he intends to expose the real bad bar entertainment mogul with receipts.
Mm-mm-mm-mm. I declare, honey. What a disgrace. So I really want to know what y'all think about that. What do y'all think about uh, uh, 50 Cent working on, allegedly working on, well, he said he is, working on a documentary about Diddy. How do you think Diddy feels about this? And what do you think about it? I mean, hey, I'm going to keep it a stack with you. If if he did come out with that documentary, I'm going to watch that shit. All right, players, go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat, honey, because we got to scurry along. We're running out of time, baby. I've been talking too much on these topics. All right, players. So fake frumpy dump electors settle civil lawsuit in Wisconsin. And they also had to agree as a part of that settlement that settlement that President Biden won the election. So 10 um, Republicans who posed as fake electors for Frumpy Dump in Wisconsin and filed paperwork falsely saying that he won the battleground state, have settled a civil lawsuit and admitted that their actions were a part of an effort to overturn President Biden's victory. Um, under the agreement, the fake electors acknowledged that President Biden won the state, withdrew their filings, and agreed not to serve as presidential presidential electors in 2024 on any other on any election and any ballot that Frumpy Dump is on. The 10 electors also agreed to send a statement to the government offices that received the electoral college votes, saying that their actions were part of an attempt to improperly overturn the 2020 election. Now, when this lawsuit was filed, uh, Democrats brought the lawsuit uh, last year seeking $2.4 million in damages from 10 Republicans who submitted a document to Congress falsely declaring Frumpy Dump had won the 20 that he had won uh, Wisconsin. Uh, in 2020. They also sued two of Frumpy Dump's attorneys, including one who has already pleaded guilty on other charges from the 2020 election in um, Georgia. That's Kenneth Cheeseboro. Now, the case was scheduled to go to trial by a jury in um, September of 24, uh, but uh, they, they settled it. So, yeah. Uh, now, on to other electors. Uh, there's a big thing that went down in Nevada as far as that fake elector scheme that Frumpy Dump had. Nevada grand jury has indicted six Republicans who falsely certified that Frumpy Dump won the uh, election in 2020. So a Nevada grand jury on Wednesday indicted six Republicans who submitted certificates to Congress falsely declaring Frumpy Dump the winner of the 2020 presidential election in their state, making Nevada the third to seek charges against the so-called fake electors. Um, according to the a statement by the attorney general, we cannot allow attacks on democracy to go unchallenged. Um, today's indictments are the product of long and thorough investigation. And as we pursue this prosecution, I am confident that our judicial system will see justice done. The fake electors involved in the state GOP, GQP, and Clark County GQP have been charged with offering a, a false instrument for filing and uttering a uh, forged instrument. These two categories of felonies have penalties that range from one year up to either four or five years in prison. Now, um, as we all know, uh, Michigan Attorney General filed felony charges in the July against 16 frumpy dump uh, fake electors who face eight criminal charges, including forced forgery, conspiracy to commit 
uh, election forgery, uh, though one had the charges dropped after reaching a uh, a plea deal, the uh, top charge carried a maximum of 14 years in prison. Now, other uh, Democrat attorney generals that are investigating fake electors are in New Mexico and Arizona. All right, players, baby, they're making it do what they need to make it do what it do in Wisconsin and Nevada, and I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I'm here for it all. All right, players, we got one more, and then we go, no, no, we can't do it. We can't play. We got to go play. George Santos said he making more money on, I had to tell y'all this real quick. George Santos said he making more money on Cameo than he would ever make in Congress. So George Santos finally, finally got a legal bag. I declare, honey. What a disgrace. <laughs> All right, players. So it's time for your favorite game. It's time to play. Players, it's time for another riveting episode of Play Stupid Games, Win Stupid Prizes. All right, players. So I want y'all to meet Miss Rosemary Hain here out there in Ohio. Now, Rosemary Hain was back uh, a few months ago. Rosemary Hain was very hungry, honey. So she scurred her ass on over to Chipotle. Now, when she got up to the counter and they gave her her Chipotle bowl, she was ready to munch down. But when she uh, walked away, she noticed that the Chipotle, the Chipotle bowl was not to her liking. So she walked back up to the counter, honey, and this happened. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So Rosemary Hain threw her Chipotle bowl again, uh, up against the, the worker, threw it in the worker's face, and then walked out. She was irate. She was pissed to the highest level of positivity that her Chipotle bowl was not correct. So, of course, um, she, she uh, was arrested for it. They found her seven minutes after the incident. <laughs> they found, the police found her seven minutes after the incident because she failed to cover up her license plate, they were able to get her license plate and um, found her at home. Um, so she admitted that she became angry when the worker had incorrectly made her food at Chipotle and that she threw the food at the ca cashier. She said she was sorry for what she was, what she had done, but that wasn't enough for people, honey. That wasn't enough for the district attorney. So they charged her and she was actually found guilty on those charges. She was found guilty of one count of assault on November 28th, after admitting that she threw the burrito bowl at the uh, at the uh, cashier in the store, now the judge took a very <laughs> the judge took a very uh, different approach to this. Uh, now she was initially sentenced to 180 days in jail with 90 days suspended. However, the judge offered her a chance to reduce her sentence with a highly unusual proposal. The judge presented her with an opportunity to cut her sentence by 60 days in exchange for consenting to work 20 hours per week at the fast food restaurant for two months. 
And guess what? She's got to work at the same restaurant where she assaulted that worker. <laughs> and she's got to work there, I'm guessing, for free. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 honey. She's got to work there for free. So the judge gave her an opportunity to get rid of that 60 days that she was going to have to serve um, by doing that. Now, some people don't agree with it. Me personally, um, if I was in the area, I would go to that Chipotle just so I can go and see Miss Rosemary at work. I want to see her scoop some beans. I want to see her get it right. And if she get it wrong, she may just get one uh, thrown in her face. Now, the employee that she did that uh, to has uh, uh, since left Chipotle. Uh, Miss Russell says that Chipotle was unsupportive after her assault and she didn't feel safe. She was working 65 hours a week and she was exhausted. So she has since left uh, Chipotle and went over to Raising Cane's where she says that she hopes to be promoted to manager within the next few months. She also had a GoFundMe that raised nearly $2,000 for her bills and to help her uh, start therapy. All right, players. Mm -mm -mm. Rosemary, enjoy your stupid prize. I declare, honey. What a disgrace. All right, players. I hope y'all enjoyed this brand new episode of The Realty with Double D as much as I enjoyed making it. It was a very good episode tonight, although it started off summer. Again, of course, here at the Black Red News, I'm sending my condolences out to the uh, families of the victims that lost their, that had their lives stolen out there at UNLV in Las Vegas. So very sad. Um, again, I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Make sure you guys are following me across all social media platforms. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all so very much and I hope that y'all have a good day and have a good night and I will see y'all tomorrow with some more tea. Have a good night. Peace. Welcome to the real tea with double D. Thanks for listening to the real tea with double D. Join us next week for the next episode of the most accurate news on the net. Be sure to follow on all social media platforms to stay up to date with all your day-to-day tea. To the real team with and we out. Welcome to the real team with Double D.